You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. You're listening to Confidential Brief, and today we're discussing a very sad scenario, and that is the scenario of lack of closure. Lack of closure, especially in criminal cases, comes when there is no feedback from the authorities, where a case goes cold and where there is no justice. Um, IRS Forensic Investigations has been involved in three such investigations. The one revolves around the murder of Jayesh Harry, the other the kidnapping of Nazir Mohammed, and of course the very well-publicized disappearance of Ralph Haynes. Joining me in studio today is the wife of Ralph Haynes, Jackie Haynes. Jackie, welcome to the show. Pleasure. Jackie, there's been a lot of interest in the Ralph Haynes story. Um, at the time of his disappearance, it was very notable, the media interest. It then seemed to die. And then there was a resurgence. Um, Isaac Duplessis wrote a book um, on, on Afrikaners that were involved in crime in South Africa. And then he wrote a specific book about uh, Ralph Haynes, your husband, um, known as Ralph Haynes, the godfather of the West Rand. Um, why do you think there's been such a, a interest in the disappearance of, of Ralph? Um, Chad, the whole thing is I don't know. Because um, in December 2010, Ralph was arrested by a certain Colonel Luke Enslin. And it was some like a minor thing of uh, vehicle theft. And then in January, yes, in January, he there was nothing funny really going around um, Ralph's um you know, the way he's acting. But then all of a sudden, he started behaving strangely. And I really thought that maybe, yo, we had financial trouble. Um, and because of the arrest, but that was, you know, of a vehicle. And the only people that's interested in this whole disappearance of Ralph is only two people. And that's Luke Enslin and Mike Borlais. Now, Jackie, I'd like to cut in there for our listeners' benefit. You lived a Hollywood lifestyle. If people look at your lifestyle and they look at who was connected in your life, it looks like a mob movie. You had um, people like the famous singer um, Steve Hoffmeyer. You had Joost van der Westhuizen and his wife. Um, you had James Dalton, all these famous um, singers, sporting um, celebrities, actors that you were socializing with, etc. And then, of course, Ralph, your your husband, was in the past connected to some major criminal activity. There was mention of him running an operation called the Western Mafia. He had previously been convicted of armed robbery. He had, he had survived a conviction of murder and a direct imprisonment for the rest of his life. And he was, he was released and then got involved with some guys from the CCB, supposedly. So your life really was a movie. So for me, I find it, it quite strange that somebody who was so connected to so many people, not that much interest was shown in his disappearance. Why do you think that was? That's actually the first thing that I asked when they um, started this whole investigation. Um, because it's not only Steve Hoffmeyer, used, um, you know, your sporting type of celebrities. It was businessmen that actually um, visited him at home, um, Jeanne Motti. Um, Mike Borlais, uh, Hansi LaRue, uh, Mike Schultz. It's names and, and things that are presently in the news. And then all of a sudden, even Dr. Richard Barry Null. 
And if you look at certain things going on at the moment, these some of them are out of states. Some of them actually been killed. Um, and to me, that it's a worry from the beginning. Because if Ralph was this um, mean, murderer, racketeering, um, how they call him, why didn't they actually just came to me and said, listen, Jackie, um, tell us, tell us what happened the last month or maybe the last um, few months before he disappeared. Because there were certain people involved. There are certain ex-police, um, uh, uh, Brixton, Murden, Robert, I guess Afrikaans, um, involved uh, in certain things. So there's so, so many names but now this, this intrigues me, Jackie, and this is what my listeners need to wrap their mind around. Your husband was involved with serious crimes at a stage in his life. And he obviously, over the years, whether he changed for the good or the bad, only you would know and you'll tell us about this just now. But as somebody who was involved with the likes of Ferdy Barnard, who has now got life imprisonment, Cordy Hurson, who's now dead, who was known as a major gangster on the West Rand, uh, the fact that he was linked to armed robberies, the fact that he was linked to murders, why were so many businessmen drawn to him? Why were so many celebrities drawn to him? Because when you read out the celebrities, it's a who's who of the Afrikaans community. Um, it's U.S. van der Vestes and, and his wife. It's Steve Hoffmeyer. It's James Dalton. It's multiple people that were involved. But the businessmen that were who were drawn to him include the likes of Art Shepard, um, Fricky Lutsky, Zunaid Motti. And again, it reads like a who's who. Why were they drawn to Ralph? And what business were they engaged with in terms of their relationship with Ralph? Firstly, just, um, you know, with Ralph in the 80s, he was involved in a robbery and something went wrong. That's why he went to jail for 10 years. He actually did not murder that person. It was a normal, um, it should have been a normal robbery and things went wrong. But him and his brother were involved with two other people. So then, yeah, they got arrested. He went to jail. He did his time. Since... He came out. He was in like in his late twenties. Ralph never went to jail again. He was never arrested again. So even where they mention uh, in the eighties, nineties, he was involved with Ferry, Kuri, um, that's dead now. Ralph never did anything again to be arrested. So all this racketeering and all these. Um, Cases against him I did my own homework There is nothing against him They reopened a case um, Of 84 And to me It seems like Keeping that case open So that there is a Arrest or a, a warrant for arrest And not a missing Persons report That's how I see it But the businessmen that actually Did business with him is people that, let's, for instance, Junai Motti, to me, he's locked up, trying to get out, parole. He's currently in, in Europe, held on Interpol Red Notice. Yes, and he did business with Ralph. So the type of business Ralph did, um, debt collecting, and then yeah, everyone knows that there was diamonds involved. But 
if you know that I'm the one doing the business, you know it's illegal. You know that whatever we're doing is illegal. Why do you still want to get involved with me? Let's talk about you now as Jackie. Your husband has been missing now for a long time. You haven't seen a police investigation, in your opinion, that has actually thoroughly investigated the disappearance of your husband. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel sad because on the night, the 21st, the Friday when he did disappear, um, we were on our way to a function and all these people pitched up at our house. Um, we were supposed to go to a, a show of... Um, What's his name? Steve Hofmeister, guitarist. Doesn't matter. Tell Doesn't matter, but he is the one. That, and, and Dusty Dixon came there with his little combi, and all of us were on our way to the show. And then Ralph didn't pitch up. And all these people are there. And then after a while, I decided, you know, I need to phone someone, and that's Luke Inslin. And he was in a meeting in Pretoria, and I said to him, please, you know what, Ralph isn't home yet, um, what must I do? And he said, don't worry, he's up to some of his mischief. Wait until I'm back tomorrow, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm in a state of mind. I'm phoning a policeman that actually arrested him in December, saying, my husband is not home yet. I phoned Davi. I said, now, where is, is Ralph? He said, no, but he said it, you'll phone him to come and pick him up. So to me, I was in a state of mind. And all of a sudden, I've got all these people around me. And everyone is thinking for me. And still, you've got that hope. Okay, don't worry. He's going to be here now. now. I've been through hell and back. Because... Now I understand that I appointed someone like Mike Borlase to look into the case. I've met that man twice in my life. And up to now, even if he did investigate the, the, the whole case, he never came back to me once. Not even once to say, you know what, Jackie, are you okay? I've been arrested by the Hawks. And... I was told to meet Ralph at certain places, and I'm, I'm that type of person, I'll do it, because that's my husband, and maybe just, just maybe, he's there. So emotionally, firstly emotionally, I'm totally buggered, and I'm getting emotionally now. I think now would be a perfect time to take a break. We're talking to Jackie Haynes about the disappearance of her husband, Ralph Haynes. When we come back, we're going to talk about the investigation thus far and how you as the public can perhaps assist us. You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. We're talking cold cases today, which is a very emotive subject because cold cases mean that the family have not received closure. And in this particular instance, we're chatting to Jackie Haynes, the wife of Ralph Haynes, who's been missing for a number of years now. Um, Jackie, for you, in your heart of hearts, you, you were soulmates with Ralph. So there has to be a bond of sorts. There has to be something where you guys would maybe finish each other's sentences, etc., because of your, your, your closeness. And I've read a lot about the story over the years. 
What in your heart is your belief? Is Ralph dead or is Ralph alive? He's dead. So what do you say to these people that are spreading rumors that he's alive, he's in Botswana, he's in Namibia, he's in Rustenburg, he's turned state witness, he's making statements against all these businessmen that he was supposedly working with? What do you say to them? You're sick. Because actually you don't take in consideration the person that's going through this. Even, even yeah, I'm living with Davi, but there's also a beginning and an end why I'm living with him. And the things that I went through, for instance, to go back to the night that he disappeared, I had ex-policemen there um, that actually they, they, they were in the force. They were supposed to surely know to how to start or start somewhere. And funny enough, I found Janae Marty because I didn't, I, I didn't have Freki Lutzki's number. So everyone was all over in that office, and I went and I actually sat down on Ralph's chair, and I thought, let me go through his, his book. And I thought, I'm going to find this man. Everyone tells me he is so dangerous, but I'm, I'm going to phone him. But then I got the number of a guy that works with him. And I phoned from the landline, and he thought that it was Ralph. And I said to him, hi, it's Jackie, it's Ralph's wife. I need Fricky's number. But before I actually mentioned my name, he did say, I am on my way with the packet. I'll be there soon. So then I was quite confused because I found from the landline, so obviously he did believe it was Ralph. So then I said, I just need Fricky's number. And he said, I'm just going to pull over and I'll give you the number. He phoned back and he gave me Fricky's number. And while everyone is still standing there, I'm still, guys, we need to phone Fricky. And ask him what happened to Ralph, and I was ignored. I was totally ignored. Now, for our listeners' benefit, Fricky Lutsky is named in a report by private investigator Mike Ballhays as being one of the last people to to have seen um, Ralph. And in fact, um, he confirmed that he did in fact see Ralph, and that he in fact loaned Ralph a vehicle thereafter, so that Ralph could travel home from 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 Bumalanga. So. Fricky is key to this, and you now saying that you're trying to get everybody to contact Fricky, but nobody seems interested in contacting Fricky. No, they're all they're all, all in their own minds because then I said, can't we just try and find maybe like a, a signal of his phone, or because you know Marty had his own Telsey like um, company. So then I'm asking guys, can't we just phone someone to trace the number or there must be a certain way that we can start this? And I was ignored. So first, then I got hold of, of Fricky. And yeah, I was nervous. And I phoned him. And I said to him, Fricky, it's Ralph's wife. Where is Ralph? And he said, no, he left long ago. At five already with a bantam bucky. And, you know, on that Wednesday, the day before he got disappeared, we went to the doctor. Ralph had troubles with his knee. And they took out some water out of his knee, and it was so swollen. And you know that he does, he's got, like, only one leg. So for him to ride that bucky, firstly, was quite confusing. 
And then I started chatting with um, with uh, um, Fricky, and he said he's in Middleburg, but he's on his way to his girlfriend's in Centurion. He'll see, maybe he'll, he'll meet um, Ralph next, to, you know, on 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 the road. Or uh, no, no. And then he said, funny enough, Ralph asked for directions to Nelspruit. Now, one thing about Ralph Heinz, he'll tell you, boat, off the boat, street, link, uh, everything. Ralph Froni directions me. That's one thing of him. And that was the first thing I thought, no. Then Fricky phoned me after 20 minutes and he was in Centurion. From Middleburg to Centurion in 20 minutes. How's that possible? And I still said to him that I'm sending a few of the security guards because I got the coordinates from Jeanaid. And I gave them through to Davi and a few of the guys. And I said, please just go through to Middleburg. Maybe. Just maybe we find something. Got the coordinates and they all went through to Middleburg with the security. Once they got there, they did find clothes, but it wasn't Ralph's clothes. Jackie, two last questions before we end the insert. The first question is, um, what message do you have for the listeners, to the people that are going to listen to the show, be they from the police, from the private investigation industry, etc.? What is your message to them? What do you want from them um, in terms of what's happened to Ralph? Do you want people to come forward or do you want to let this lie? I want them to come forward, especially those ones that actually um, did business with him. Because I did ask a question. If if he was like um, this big criminal, why didn't they actually come forward and make cases, open up a case? Then at least we had something. Please come forward. If you've got anything, I mean, there's Andres Buta. He made a recording of the telephone conversation with Fricky that night. Why was Andres never... Um, Interviewed? Why? There's so many people that was never interviewed or questioned. Because, um, please, I need clearance. I need clarity. It's seven years. Which takes me to my last question. What is your message for people out there that are in the same position as you, that haven't received closure? How have you coped the last seven years? And what advice can you give to other people, other victims of cold cases? The first mistake I made was by keeping quiet because people wanted me to keep quiet. Um, I was threatened. Um, and I mean, I'm a female. I'm human. And I, that was actually my mistake. It's like by keeping away certain things because I was scared. I'm not going to do that anymore. So what you're saying is victims must have a voice and they must, whatever suspicions they have, any theories they have, they must communicate it to the correct authorities. The correct authorities. Because I thought I was protected. I was arrested by the hawks and what they did and look insulin what he did i hate them because i mean i was supposed to be protected by the law and then the system they took 
they took from me. My, why? So just because I kept quiet to protect someone else, because this person asked someone else to keep me quiet. It's not fair. It's not fair to be the victim. Um, and now everyone says to me, but what are you going to gain out of this? Closure. Closure, justice. Because those who fraud and took from me and did what they did to me as a woman, and I think really, why? Why must, why must you just leave it? Because what they did is wrong. But then at the same time, the attorneys that was involved, they were involved in the whole situation. And when they actually realized that Jackie is not the money spending blind bimbo, that I actually know, there's things that I know. Yeah, I'm scared. But I need to go on with my life. But in the same time, why must these people get away with it? Why must was the South African women think you're protected by the law? And they're actually the guys storming into your house with guns against your head. Women alone? Why? Why did they do that? And still, I need to just accept. Accept that my stuff was taken. Money was taken. And Everyone was involved in this, police, attorneys. So even, sorry, but even Mark Bollies, he's got this thing, let's forget about the Ralph Heinz project. So to me, it means, but why? Why must we forget about it? And in the next sentence, he brings up a motorcycle club. To me, and, and I did my homework. He's got a personal thing against this motorcycle club because this was this guy, Johan Brains, that actually knocked Mike Bollhouse out like a candle. And the ambulance tried to get him back, at, I think it was an hour. To me, I looked at the story. And I thought, but isn't this a personal thing now? Let's put Ralph's case aside because nothing is happening. And we take the Max Motorcycle Club, where Davi is involved, who I'm staying with, and we take this personal matter, the same with Luke Enslin, and we forget about Ralph. What about me? Well, Jackie, that was the purpose of today's show. It was to give voice to somebody who has become a victim due to a case going cold. And we can't allow for cases to go cold. So for that, I thank you for coming in today and sharing your story. I know it was very emotional. And for our listeners, if you want to read more about the Ralph Haynes story, it's, it's Haynes with an H, A-Y-N-E-S. Mm. And you can read more about it. The Saturday Star ran a feature on it. There is a book, um, Ralph Haynes' Godfather Funny Restaurant by um, Isaac Duplessis, which is available at all good bookstores. And if you have any information, I encourage you to contact us via the IRSA website. Um, alternatively, you can contact us via FM. But we want to bring closure not just to the victims but for the families as well. So for that, I thank you for coming in today, Jackie. Thank you.